Thanks for joining us online today. We're really glad you're with us. Yeah, Core Church is a place of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And we want you to come see us at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can be of any support to you, we'd love to connect with you. There's lots of links in the description below, whether that's prayer or support in any way. We pray that this message is going to both encourage you and inspire you. All right, courses, come on, let's stand up. We want a playlist. Let's go. I used to fire my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and pay the mess. So I said quietly, politely. I guess that I forgot I had a choice. I let you push me past the breaking point. I stood for nothing. So I fell for everything. Help me 
is that church up in here. <laughs> oh my goodness, wow, that was uh, fantastic. If you'd remain standing, uh, if, you, uh, if you're new to Core Church, you may be like, what just happened? What, what just happened? Um, we have not been able to do playlists uh, for obvious reasons for a while. Feels good to have it back. Uh, if you're new, you're like, what is this all about? Um, you, if you're new, you, you probably don't know this. My background is not ministry, my background's radio. Uh, I, I was on the radio for 18 plus years. That was my whole life, the trajectory of my life before God called me to ministry. I did both rock and roll, I did country. And um, throughout my entire uh, ministry in radio, and I say that, uh, Sincerely, like that was my ministry. I cannot tell you how many times people would come up to me in church and say, hey, when are you gonna start doing Christian radio? And I said, as soon as God tells me to do that. Because God never called me to do that. He called me into the workforce like so many of you that don't work for a Christian company. And God has you where he has you for a purpose and for a reason. Um, when we do songs like this, it's kind of weird. Like you hear a song, can we, can we do, can we do song like that in church? Like it's, some of you have been coming so long, you know, but if you're new, you're like, it, it feels odd. And, uh, in the church, for some reason, we, we have these terms we use like secular music and Christian music. And I get it. I understand that. Um, I'm not against those things, but I, I just don't use those labels. I think there's only two types of music. Two types, and that's it. There's music that glorifies and honors God, and there's music that does not glorify or honor God. That's it. And I would tell you, there's there's sometimes Christian songs I hear, and I go, I don't know if that's really know what it's supposed to be doing. And so we take these songs from the radio, and uh, and then we tie them into our, our series here, playlists, where we go through our core values, where we talk about hope and healing and peace and purpose. So we're going to be doing that over the next few weeks and tying them into this to kind of help us to see what can we learn through these through these songs and what, it, what is being said and how does God want us to apply this in our lives. So if you have a Bible, let's go to Psalm chapter 62. Psalm 62. If you don't have a Bible, there's a couple good apps that I use quite frequently. Version and Bible Hub. Those would be great ones for you to use as well. Uh, during this series, uh, as I said, we're meeting in core groups where we're doing a deeper dive into our core values. And uh, when you do that, there's going to be a devotional that goes right along with that in your, in your um, workbook that you guys get in your groups. We'll also post that online. But this, I'm excited about this. So if you, during this series, there's going to be one of these messages that's going to just hit you. And that's where you're at. This is where God's wanting to speak to me in my life. And maybe you want to do a deeper dive into that. Paula Neal has uh, written some devotionals that she has published. And they, there's four of them. And they actually go right along with our core values of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And they'll be available in the lobby for you after the service. Paula will be out there. I would encourage you, if this is the message where God speaks to you, to go pick one of those up and to kind of do a, a deeper dive into that. But today, we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about ROAR. So we talk about our core values of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. I, I think it's important that we start foundationally with where, where does that come from? Uh, we didn't make that up. 
Uh, any church that has a cute vision or mission statement, every church, every church in the world has the same vision and mission. Make no mistake about it. And here it is, Matthew chapter 22, 37 through 39. This is the vision and mission of the capital C church. Let's say this together. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment a second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. And this is where our four core values come from. Hope for the heart, healing for the soul, peace of mind, and purpose in the world. So let's talk about hope for the heart today. Psalm chapter 62. This is written by David. If you don't know, if you're new to the scriptures and you don't know who David is, he's the guy who killed that giant Goliath, became the greatest king Israel ever had. And he was going through a difficult time and he wrote this in Psalm 62, verse one. I read out of the New Living Translation. I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. That verse may mean nothing to you, but that verse, if I can step off for just a moment and reminisce, means everything to me. See, when Laura and I first started, uh, as I said, there, uh, we have a deeper history than 10 years. We have two churches that came together. You'll be hearing the story of that the next couple of weeks, but uh, a connection church that met on the east side of Tulsa and then family church that was meeting uh, mobile and, and all over the city and then finally here. And Laura and I started in 2000 as kids pastor at family church. And when I'd never been a kid's pastor and we were trying to come up with this idea of what would our kid's ministry be, uh, what would be the foundational principles of it? And we came up with this crazy name called Rock Church. Some of y'all were here, man, you just said, you just announced to the congregation, I'm old. That's what you did when you said that. I'm just, hi, I'm one of the older people here. And uh, I don't know, Buddy's not even here today. Buddy, so this is Alicia, Buddy. Um, Buddy just got saved, just got, not, just, just got, gotten sober and I said come on and help me with the kids ministry <laughs> you're sober come on we need your body buddy and I became the best of friends because he is one of the funniest guys I ever met we did these crazy characters sergeant salvation pray, uh, private praise we did um, Joey bought a bean uh, Woody the janitor Opal the church secretary all these old videos you don't even want to know who was Opal, so. Man, so we, we started this and we said, we're, and, and we're gonna call it Radically Obedient Christ-like Kids. You know, huh, is that creative? Rock, get it, Rock Church, Radically Obedient Christ-like Kids. And, um, and this is the scripture. This is scripture we founded it on. That launched our ministry. Brian and Mindy Darnell were there in the early days, helped write our curriculum. Remember that? We'd get together and we'd write the curriculum. Like, these are two giants for our church. Can we just thank them for helping us to build our kids' ministry? Like, amazing. <laughs> Mindy and I got in fights every week over tubs. When you're setting up and tearing down, some of y'all don't know the joy of that. We had these tubs and we threw everything into tubs, put it into U-Haul. If you've never been uh, in a mobile church, just here's what I want you to do. Go rent a U-Haul, 
load everything in your house into that truck and then turn around two hours later and put it all back. That's what we did every week, every week. And Mitty said, get out of my way. Let me do the tubs. I was like, okay, you can have the tub ministry. It's all yours. Next step out. Oh man, God's done so much. Has he not been good? Has he not been good in your life? Come on, somebody. Has he not been good to you? Like he is just, you standing. Listen, you are standing right now. If you are standing and you are breathing, you have hope. And God is good. So many enemies against one man. So here's David's struggle. All of them are trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken down wall, tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all, look at this. Anybody there? Anybody? Look what he says next. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. That has got to be the declaration you make after a prayer like that. He says, my victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Then he turns his attention to us. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him. Mm. Pour out your heart to him, church. (laughs) He needs to know what your heart is saying. For God is our refuge. So let's talk about Roar. Father, thank you for the journey you've had us on. Thank you for the reflection you give us in the moments to just remember your goodness and your grace and your mercy. And now as we look to your scripture, teach us, we pray in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. All right, you can be seated. Well, in the the song, Katy Perry has these lyrics right here. Get ready, because I've had enough. You're going to hear me roar louder than a lion. Laura and I have four kids. They're, they're all adults now. Um, but when our two youngest were in middle school, Jeremiah and Skye, they're a year apart. Anybody here got a sibling where you're like a year apart? Remember that growing up with that sibling a year apart? Some of you have children that are a year apart. So they're in middle school. And you envision they're in middle school. We're sitting around the table together and... You know, they're in middle school. They're a year apart. It's just cute little lighthearted banter. <laughs> Giggles and laughter and smiles and how are you? To- no, not at all. And I don't know what was going on this particular evening, but they were getting after it. They were, they were getting in each other's thing. And, and I, I, just, I just had enough. I mean, I was like, that's enough. And I said, stop. I said, we're going to have a yelling contest. They looked at me like you're looking at me like right now. What? What are we going to do, Dad? We're going to see who in this house can yell the loudest. I'm going to count to three, and we're all going to yell as loud as we can. And they're like, are you serious? (laughs) I'm like, yes. I'm like, one, two, three. And they go, ah! Hang on, hang on. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, yell at the top of your lungs. Some of your parents are taking notes right now. This is all you needed today. <laughs> One, two, three, and they let, we all, all four, all of us sitting around there, we let out this blood curdling, ah! I mean, my ears were ringing, the, the glass shattered, things were knocked over, pets lost their hearing. It was, 
It was a shriek like nothing you had ever heard before. And when we got done, we just started laughing. I mean, it just, oh, and it kind of, it kind of felt good. And then we waited, waited to see if the neighbors were going to call 911. We, uh, <laughs> I, I want you to think about your greatest frustration right now. What is it right now where you feel hopeless? What is it right now where you are praying for that breakthrough, but the breakthrough is not coming? Nothing is changing. We're gonna have a yelling contest. <laughs> Y'all looking at me like Jeremiah and Sky looked at me. You need to get this off your chest. So I'm gonna count to three, and you're gonna let out a roar. You're gonna let out a roar, okay? Like 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 a like a sooner roar, okay? Save you, I'm gonna see. I know how you yell. I know how he yells when the Sooners are on. Now he's like, well, I'm in church, like that. I need to hear it, all right? So I'm okay, you got it? You got your source of frustration? It might be sitting right next to you, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I, I want you just to, from, from, the, from the gut, all right? Ready, here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> Hold it, hang on. Some of you aren't participating, some of you are. Some of y'all like, I'm not going to do it. I'm just, okay, I want to hear it. I want the person next to you, I want their ears to ring. I, listen, some of y'all went to see Jason Aldean a couple of weeks ago. You were yelling, play your road. I mean, you were yelling way louder, okay? One, two, three. Oh, you feel better? <laughs> some of your guests, you're like, I am never coming back to this church. So often when a situation isn't changing, you just take matters into your own hands, don't you? You get tired, you ever get tired of waiting? You know, I'm just gonna grab the bull by the horns, they're gonna hear me roar. Uh 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 And, and then, and then you do you 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 know you, you do whatever it is you think you're gonna do to, to make something happen. And, and so often, more times than not, it gets worse. It doesn't get better, right? It doesn't, it doesn't turn out like you had kind of envisioned it in your mind. So here we have David, and David was, was facing a, a very difficult situation, but he took a completely different approach. Look, look at verse 1. And say the first part here with me. He said what? I wait quietly before God. For, for my victory comes from him. I don't like to wait. Anybody? I don't like to wait on anything. Laura and I, we, we just celebrated 38 years a couple weeks ago. Come on, somebody. That's good right there. 38 years. If you count all the times I waited on her, it feels more like 68. Because, I mean, like I, any of you men, you go, you go wait in the car. Anybody? Wait in the car? Does that work? Does that work, Glenn? No, it don't work, no. You just get hot and sweaty because she ain't coming out. Let me give a tip to you younger men that maybe aren't married, you're newly married. Let me give you a tip. I did this a couple years ago. So I ain't waiting in the car. I'm gonna go sit in the living room where she can see me. So I just went and sat in the living room and I just was like, mm-hmm. She's like, she's giving me, she's like, I'm trying. I'm going, hey, baby, it's okay. I'm ready whenever you are. 
That's a great line, by the way, guys, to use on your lady. That'll, that'll work. Uh, there's some veterans over here that are a little bit older going, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> David here, David, he, he didn't have to wait. He's king, okay? He's king. He, he didn't have to remain silent. He could have gone. He could have said, you're going to hear me roar, and he could have gone after him, but he didn't retaliate. Instead, he remained silent, and listen to this, he took his roar to the Lord. He said, I'm not going to go after them. I'm going to take it to God. And in fact, we see this in verse three and four. He says, there's so many enemies against me. Here he is taking this roar to God. He's telling God how he feels like they're coming up against me. They're trying to kill me. They're lying about me. They're trying to take the throne away from me. When you feel helpless and hopeless, let me tell you this church, take your roar to the Lord. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them that right now. Take your roar to the Lord. Take your roar to the Lord. Like you can come before him openly and honestly. You can come before him and let him know your frustration, your fears, your pain, your struggle, your stress, whatever it is. He can handle it. He's got big shoulders. So often it's hard though. You're like, well, that's God. I'm just supposed to, I'm supposed to be a person of faith. That's what I'm supposed to be. I'm, I, can't, I can't tell God how I really feel. I just gotta have faith and I'm supposed to have joy. And then you just beat yourself down. Take a little hint here from David. David said, man, it ain't going so good. I love what Pastor Sybil shared a few weeks ago when she was sharing about a friend of hers. A friend of hers who was struggling and she's, she was a woman of faith, but she she was losing her faith and she was angry at God and she was letting God have it and yelling at God. And I don't know that I'd recommend that, but he, she said, you know what? You're talking to God and that's a good thing. I, I remember very clearly several years ago when our family just got rocked, devastating, darkness, something I didn't know if I could, how I was gonna dig out of it. It was so dark and heavy and the wound was so deep. And, and I remember one time I was driving in, in, through a, the neighborhood and, and I was just, I wasn't letting God have it. I, I, I was yelling my fears and my struggle and my pain to God. And I remember I hit the steering wheel so hard that I bruised my hand. And, and what's crazy is my situation didn't change. But everything changed in that moment. Because when, when I took my roar to the Lord, he came in his presence and his power. My, my situation didn't change, but suddenly that, 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 that car I was in, suddenly I just sensed his love. I sensed him with me. I sensed him saying, Brad, I'm going to move you through this. I know you feel there is no end to this pain, but there will be just trust in me. John was a disciple of Jesus. He walked with Jesus and he had this vision of heaven and he wrote it all down and we have it as the book of Revelation. And in there, he had this vision of Jesus on the throne of heaven and in Revelation 5.5, 5, he said this, stop weeping, look, 
Say this with me. Come on, church. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Say it like you mean it. Come on. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne. Come on, somebody. What? He has won the victory. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He has won the victory over sin and death. He is the lion. He is the one who roars. That... That's the power of the roar. When he roars, the earth shakes and graves open. Like what is it in your life right now that feels dead? Is, is there a dream that you have right now and it just seems like it's, it's, it's not gonna happen or maybe it's a relationship that's flipped upside down and, and you're crossways with somebody and it just seems like it's, it's over or maybe it's your financial picture. You're like, man, generous giving. I ain't got nothing. I, I, I barely got here today. I mean, I don't know how I'm gonna move forward. Maybe it's Spiritually. You just feel dead, like, man, I, I, I see the excitement in this room, but for me, I, I don't have that. I don't see that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to encourage you to look to Revelation 5.5, because you may be in a season of weeping, and when John says, stop weeping, he's not saying, hey, stop your weeping. Anybody have a dad like that? Stop your, stop your crying. I'll give you something to cry about. That's not the loose interpretation out of the Passion Translation, okay? Some of y'all so deep in Bible translations, you're like, that was a good joke, Pastor. That was a good one. Some of y'all are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's okay. But he, he, what he's saying here is turn your eyes and look at your Savior because he's the Lion of Judah. And when you see that he's the Lion of Judah, what you recognize is he is the one who will save me. He will wipe every tear from my eye. There will be an end to this season. There will be a breakthrough and victory will come. I remember when I was in that car and I hit that steering wheel and I felt like the weeping would never end. I felt like the night would never end. But I stand here today to tell you that our God wipes every tear, nights end, the sun shines, and the Lion of Judah reigns. That's who our God is. This is who he is. This is what he wants to do. This is the power. This is the authority that you have backing you up, church. This is why you're here today. You're not here to see some cute, sing some cute songs and talk to some friends and hang out and hear a cute little scripture and get a little pick-me-up for the week. No, you are here to have an encounter with the Lion of Judah. You are here to understand and grab a hold of the Lion of Judah is in me. So David's son was Solomon and he uh, wrote a lot of Proverbs. And one of the ones he wrote is uh, Proverbs 28 and verse one. He said this, the godly are what? As bold as lions. The godly are as bold as lions. Lions, it's God in you that makes you bold. 
It's not about you going out and being bold. I got this. I'm going to make it happen. And that's the world's way. You've tried that. I've tried that. Does it work? No, it doesn't work. You have the power and the authority of God on your side. I like the lyrics here that Katy Perry says in this song. She says, I got the eye of the tiger. Okay, go on. Dun, 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 dun. Some of y'all were there. You're like, you got it going in you. That's a song we need to do for playlists. That would be. I got the eye of the tiger, a fighter dancing through the fire. When I heard that, I immediately thought of a story, of a, and it's a song that we sang already this morning about three guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego put into the fire. Now, if you're new to church, you may not know that story. You can look it up later. It's in Daniel chapter three. But these are three Hebrew teenagers, by the way. Most scholars believe they were between the ages of 15 and 20. Anybody 15 to 20? Raise your hand. Anybody between the ages of 15 and 20? 15 to 20. Arturo, put your hand down. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? And, and, and they were in captivity. They weren't, even, they weren't even in Israel. They had been taken as, as slaves to Babylon. And the king of Babylon said, hey, I'm going to put up this big statue. Y'all going to bow to it because I reign, I rule over you and your God. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we can't do that. We can't do that. And we, we see this in their story, Daniel chapter 3. And what's interesting is, like David, they waited quietly before God. Listen to these words in Daniel 3.16 that they said, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. They were waiting quietly before God. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God who we serve is able to save us. Like they took their roar to the Lord. And so many of you know this story, but maybe you don't know this story. They had to go into the furnace. God did not save them from the furnace. They had to go into the fire. There's something to be learned from that church. You're gonna face fires in your life. God is, God is not like this protective shield that you're never going to have any bad thing happen in your life. You're going to have some difficult days. It's going to be hard. I was, I was talking to, to KP and Mina before the service. I don't even know if they're in this or they in their kids. They're, oh, there's KP right there. KP, man. KP, just, man, you've been through the fire in just the last couple of weeks, my friend. But God's brought you through it. Amen? Yeah. So... The king throws them into this furnace, and, and it, you know, so many of you know this story. Is he looks in that furnace, he goes, hey, wait, hey, oh, I thought we threw, th didn't we throw three guys in there? I thought we threw three guys in there. And they're like, yeah, we did throw three. I see a fourth. Y'all see the fourth? I see the fourth. Who is that? He's like, who's the fourth in the fire? I can tell you who the fourth is in the fire, and I've been saying it for about the last 20 minutes. He is a what? Lion of Judah. That's who's in the fire with you. When you go through the fire, you will not go through it alone. God is with you. He stands with you in the middle of that fire. He will carry you all the way through that fire and out of that fire. That is who our God is. How can you take that to the bank? How can you know that to be true? Because that is Jesus. 
He went through the fire. He went through the beatings. He went through the arrest. He went through the spitting and the mockery. He went all the way to the cross, hung there in agony, went to the grave, dead and raised again on the third day. Tell it's been a few weeks since I've preached. Man, I'm excited about this message. I, 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 don't, I don't know how fired you up, but every time I, I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I, I have got the Lion of Judah on my side. Ain't nothing gonna defeat me. Ain't nothing gonna stand. I recognize and I realize, anybody got something you're facing right now? Raise your hand. You got something that you need a breakthrough for them? Okay, keep your hands up. There's, there's about half of us. The rest of y'all, man, that's awesome. Good for you. You got nothing going on, man. All right. Lying in church is what you're doing. <laughs> Just remember, yeah, that's, that's a real thing. That's a real thing that's happening right now. I don't know when it's going to be over. I don't know how it's going to be over. I just know it's going to be over because I got the lion of Judah, not only behind me, not only beside me, not only in front of me, but I, I, I got the roar inside of me. I have his Holy Spirit inside of me to give me power, to give me strength, and to carry me through. Amen? Amen. So let's go back at uh, David's words here. Let's go back to David, verse five. He says, let all that I am I love how he says, let all that I am. In other words, what David is saying in this moment is like, everything within me wants to just, ugh, I'm just going to do it myself. Every, and he says, okay, I got to restrain myself. Anybody ever been there? Like, I've got to get myself under control because I'm about to lose control. And David, so he's, he's just like, there's this fight going on within him. Let all that I am wait quietly before God. Oh, this is so beautiful. Say it with me. For my hope is in him. Some of you need to write that down. My hope is in him. This is our first core value. Hope for the heart is found in Jesus. If this is your first time to church or experiencing church, I understand you don't know everything there is to know about Jesus or I don't know all that's going on here this morning, but I just want you to know there is hope in a person named Jesus. And I invite you to take steps towards the Lion of Judah. Some of you here live in fear of God. Because you see the great lion of Judah and you know, lion, fear, afraid, don't go near that, gonna take your head off. And I don't know where you got that idea of who God is or how he is, but I recognize and realize how real that is in your life. But that ain't the kind of lion he is. He is a lion who doesn't come after you. He goes after the one who is after you. He takes on the enemies that come against you. And he says, I will fight for you, because he is the Lion of Judah. This, is, this, isn't, this isn't a hope for the best talk. <laughs> that's, that's how so many people live. I'm just kind of hoping for the best. You know, it's like I was uh, watching some 10-year-olds uh, play football yesterday. I was like, man, there's some coaches hoping for the best there. <laughs> 
just hoping for the best. This is not a hope for the best message because our hope is grounded in Jesus. He is our hope. Several years ago, uh, a group of us went on a mission trip to, to Zambia. And, uh, and when we were there, they let us pay a little bit extra if we wanted to go on a safari, okay? This was not a Safari Joe kind of thing. This was a real safari. But it was, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm in on that. Go on a safari, are you kidding me? Of course I am, I, I, I'm, I'm all in. And so I, I was just geeking out on it because I'd seen National Geographic like you guys have. And I'm like, I'm gonna go out on the African plane. It's amazing. And we arrive and they bring out the Jeep like Jurassic Park kind of thing. And I'm like, this is great. I get in the Jeep and, and, I, and I'm, I, I, all I wanted to see was one animal. All I cared about was seeing one animal. You probably guessed by this message which animal that was. I wanted to see a lion. I wanted to see a lion so bad. And so we're going along and, and they're pointing out the giraffes. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that at the zoo. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and the giraffe's like, hey, but you've never seen me in my natural habitat. I can run away. Uh, and, and then the, we saw hippos, we saw these elephants parading across this riverbed. And it was like this valley with those African trees and it was amazing. And, and I finally was like, where's the lion? And I kind of talked to the driver and I said, where's the, where's the, the lion? He said, well, it's because it's, it's the middle of the day and it's really hot, they really don't come out much. If we see one, it'd be a rare, rare thing in the middle of the day because they don't really come out. And then he said, but just because you don't see him doesn't mean he's not there. Oh, come on, somebody. I am preaching now. I have just started. Just because you don't see him doesn't mean he's not there. Man, he, he you, so the situation, you got whatever's happening right now, and you're like, I don't see you, God. Where are you, God? I, there's nothing tangible to show me that your presence is here, and I can tell you, he is saying, I am here. I am here, and not only am I here, but I am watching over you. I am prowling all around you. I am looking for the enemy, and I am protecting you. I am guarding you, and I will lead you through. This is our God. This is the Lion of Judah. I'd like for you to stand, if you're able. Verse 7 says, my, my victory and honor, they come from who? From, from God alone. Now think about, think about this. This is David. David is probably the most powerful man in the world. He has himself killed a lion. He himself has killed a giant. He is a king. He has conquered nations. But in this moment, he is saying, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to rely. I'm not going to rely on my own strength. No, instead, I'm going to rely on God. See, when you, when you, take, your, your, when you take your roar to the Lord, it, it suddenly has power and authority to it. When you try to roar, it doesn't sound like a lion. It sounds more like a kitten. 
In the song, Katy Perry says this, you hear my voice? You hear that sound? Like thunder, it's going, it's going to shake the ground. In an earlier Psalm, David talked about the voice of God. He said, the voice of God is, is like thunder. In, in Psalm 29, three says, the voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. Come on, get it out of your system. Da, 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 da. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad this was not an ACDC concert. They had been very disappointed in that response right there. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The, the voice of your God is powerful. It has the ability to shake the very foundation of your situation, open up graves and create a way for you. This is your God. And then in verse eight, David turns his attention to us. And if I could so humbly do, I would, I just like to speak this over you. This is my, my prayer for you. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him. Take your roar to the Lord. We hope the message you heard both encourages you and inspires you. Yeah, we'd love for you all to come and see us at Core Church at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can support you in any way or you'd like to get connected with us, there are links in the description below. Thanks again for joining us online.